Hey everybody, this is Anthony. On behalf of Tom, Julia, and myself, I just wanted to give y'all a quick warning before we get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. While it is a fun episode, we do talk about certain hard Christmas truths in it, so this might be one you would enjoy better without your kids. So maybe wait for them to go to school or to leave the room before listening. So with that, enjoy the show. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And we're back with another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I am Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. And I'm Jerry. Jerry's back. It's. I feel like it's been forever since we've talked to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, was the last one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We were lucky enough to get you during your busy season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'll always make time for comic book stuff. <laughs> how, how was your Christmas? We, had, we haven't talked since then. Tell listeners how your holidays were. I mean, it was great. Uh, the kids made out like bandits, and I got to just enjoy them enjoying Christmas. So it was pretty cool. Um, I get the Christmas bonus every year, and so on my way home, usually when I get it, I stop by a couple of stores and hunt down some last-minute things that I know the kids really want, and it's always like a surprise. You know, usually it's like I tell my wife, "Yeah, we're done. We we have our lists." Uh, but I always, I always the have Christmas a little... story thing. A little bit. And so my son, uh, I bought my son, I found like a bunch of He-Man figures that I couldn't find in a long time. And so I bought him some of those. And so he was really excited. Nice. So are the He-Man figures based on, uh, like, do you go to like retro places or are they based on like the new Netflix series? Of figures? No, it's the, uh, so it's the Origins line, which is basically um, an updated version of the original. So, okay. but instead of like just the arms that move up and down, they have uh, multiple joints or multiple points of articulation. And so it's, but it's keeps that same design of the originals. And so we've been collecting those and I found a whole bunch this year. Um, so it's been fun. And then my oldest daughter is really into Harry Potter now and, and Legos. So we, we got her some Harry Potter Legos. And then the youngest is just all into furry, cutesy unicorn thingies, mermaids stuff so what a magical time fun. to be a, a parent time. yeah speaking <laughs> of harry potter hogwarts legacy dropped today for people who pre-ordered it digitally on playstation and that game is i mean the graphics are phenomenal <laughs> open well, world exciting. hogwarts game yeah it's awesome I, i'm a ravenclaw are no, you not. is that what you were before the game you gotta pick your house 
and I didn't want to pick Gryffindor oh. because we know they're common rooms. I want to see one of the other common rooms. <laughs> oh, I would have put you in Slytherin. Oh, I'll uh, I'll play it four times through. One of each house. That's cool. There, yeah, that's yeah, the best that's to cool. say. I'd want to, I'd want to see them all. That's really I mean, neat. I'm excited yeah. to hear what people think of it. I mean, the Is video it... game site IGN, I think, gave it like a nine point five. Oh wow! Wow. Yep. Well, I did read today that reviews for Hogwarts Legacy are coming in, and most reviewers are giving it a nine and three quarters, depending on the platform. Did you steal that from <laughs> Disco Fifty Four? Yeah, because he posted that on Facebook. Yeah, he did. no, he stole that. From, he stole that from Reddit. Okay. Oh, okay. Same place I did. Okay, uh, I mean that is a funny one. It is it good. Was it funny. Is good. Yeah, it was a good but, one. But I couldn't help but do the sarcastic but um to him <laughs> just because it's funny but it's like that obvious joke when you think about it <laughs> julia how's your anniversary trip oh it was good it was super relaxing um let's see we did two and a half puzzles while we were there which is a new record and <laughs> i hate puzzles i really i really hate puzzles <laughs> Unless it's our anniversary trip. So I'm convinced I don't really like the puzzle. I like the company right. and it's nice, you know, having like just us working a puzzle. We watched uh, glass onion, which was great. And we caught up on some like <laughs> old favorite TV. We watched a lot of new girl while we were working on our puzzles. And um, then we did other stuff. Plus it snowed like six inches while we were there. So it was like Ooh, beautiful. That's and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. it was great it was super relaxing and it was just great to get away for a whole week so i like you watch glass any onion. new shows yeah glass onion was hilarious we oh that's didn't... so smart no it's dumb it's the dumbest <laughs> it's thing so ever dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um i watched wednesday while we were there um so good and like you and tom raved about it and mm-hmm. you were absolutely right what a show like Yes. So good. I like that it's Tim Burton for the masses, you know, and mm-hmm. people maybe that don't mm-hmm. get like full Burton. It's not full Burton, <laughs> but it's enough Burton to where this full Burton fan, you know, is perfectly happy. It's like um so good. In Burton, you know. Yeah. It, it's, like it's like Batman like... versus Batman returns, you know. Yeah. Batman returns. He's like this is like more Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's gateway but, Burton. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like Burton took oh, Harry Potter, the Adams Family, and Mean Girls and mashed it up, and then Netflix reined him in just the perfect amount, and that's the one. So thing. good. Yeah, yeah. We like... know what happens when Burton goes full Burton. <laughs> <laughs> the Ad- the Adams probably have another child. They threw in a river at birth because he looked normal, and <laughs> <laughs> I would not have had any qualms with anything Tim Burton would ever do had it not been for his abomination nation with johnny depp which one as as charlie <laughs> and the chocolate oh the chocolate yeah, that, chocolate was, that just never existed in my eyes that was rough that was rough yeah we should not model we should not model willy wonka after michael we're, we're, we're getting another willy wonka this year an origin why why can't they leave it alone a musical origin Gene Hackman starring, is like, or not starring, Gene Hackman. Uh, musical timothy, timothy chalamet i mean oh that's original- right the original That's was right. kind of a musical. Yeah, it was, kind of. It's a musical. It's wonderful. Wait, what is like Timothy it. Chalamet? He's going to be Willy Wonka? He's going to be Willy Wonka, yep. yeah. Baby uh, Willy Wonka. 
Gross. Bye bye. <laughs> I would like to see Peter Dinklage play the Oompa Loompa though. He's not, but I mean, I'd like to see <laughs> him be play an well. angry, Oompa an angry Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love Wednesday. I love. I love also they made Thing like scarred up, like he's a deep severed hand. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Thing oh, was like that's some of the best acting in the whole show is Thing, and that's remarkable <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? That this hand is just. It was uh, so good. How did they make me almost cry when she's like, <laughs> when Thing is dying on the table? I know. <laughs> you die, I'll come back. I'll kill you. Yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> it was so, so good. Watch yeah. that. Didn't watch as much new stuff as I wanted to. The next thing on my list is The Last of Us, right? Ooh, good choice. Don't yeah. wait. And I'm going to need that to stack up, but I can't do the week to week. Yeah, okay. same here. Uh, uh, it's I'm in my queue. I'm waiting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's already almost halfway through season one already. That's a good thing about HBO. It's only like seven to ten episodes a season. But true. Less time to wait. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro went ape crap over the third episode. <laughs> oh, of course he did. Yeah. And his big problem was that there, he the big thing he claimed made him so mad was that there were no zombies. It's not a zombie he had, show. He had no problem whatsoever with episode four, which also had a goose egg of zombies. It is so good. It is what The Walking Dead should have been so far. Mm. It's very early, nice. like season one, The Walking Dead. But the mm, storyline, like, I got so much more invested in the characters so I much mean, faster. Pe- Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, did you see, did you see his gritty Mario Kart? Yes, I did. It was awesome. Yes, I did. I would wa- I'd watch the heck out of that. I know me it's too. a joke, but give me that movie. Fans are already petitioning for him to replace uh, Chris Pratt as Mario in the movie. I would not be opposed. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. <laughs> that's that's my that's one of my favorite jokes of all times. What did Mario say to Princess Peach when they broke up? It's not a you, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> uh, I know I know we love Pedro Pascal, and I know he's amazing in this, but I am yet again blown away by Bella Ramsey. Oh, she's great. I know who that is. She's she LA. was she plays Ellie. Oh, oh you haven't watched the... it yet, Joe. No, uh, I, no, I'm doing what Julia's doing. I'm yeah, waiting. yeah. She plays a girl from yeah. The Last of Us, Ellie. Mm. She does. And uh she was in Game of Thrones, The Worst Witch. Speaking of the Worst Witch, Ellie's like the perfect age for that Netflix show. That show's fun. Oh, we've watched yeah. it. Yeah, we've like, watched it. Like she was show. weirded out by the change of Mildred. Oh when Bella Ramsey cast her, yeah. <laughs> Bella Ramsey went on to play Leanna and Mormont on game of thrones and left the worst mm-hmm. witch behind did you tell mm-hmm. did you tell her welcome to our world we all have to deal with the recasting at some point second mm-hmm. darren we're looking at you follow <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw it back york? that was Dick sergeant yeah sergeant york <laughs> wayne's world? okay never mind that's wayne's world all right i'm old <laughs> party on wayne um, how was your two week hiatus? Mine? Yeah. My house flooded. <gasps> oh. Yeah, it stinks. We had to throw away our Christmas tree. <gasps> and some other stuff. Oh, no. Really? It was the one year I convinced Christine I was keeping it up until Candlemas. <laughs> oh, and then uh, my word of advice for everybody out there 
when replacing a toilet, make sure you don't use the rubber gaskets that a lot of toilets come with now. Buy the wax seal because the rubber yeah. gaskets break down. Mm-hmm. We had our plumber, our um, the first guy who came to give a bid on fixing the the work because it was a toilet on our second story, mm-hmm. and our insurance adjuster. Our insurance adjuster says that a good a sizable portion of his claims right now have been the was- the rubber gasket for a toilet. But we had a uh, pee water go all over our Christmas tree and our oh. furniture and our rug and our carpet and our hardwoods. Oh, that's yes. rough. Yeah, that's it is. Sorry, man. That is an unpleasant is. time off. Anthony, how was your brief hiatus? My brief hiatus was too brief. Well, not brief. Too not too brief from talking to you, but too brief from work. Mm. Hawaii was amazing. Hawaii man your pictures the uh the plane oh well first of all I thought the flight out was going to be indicative of how the whole trip was going to go six hour delay boarded and then forced off the plane I was like this is not a good sign Uh, and then we got there and it was raining for like three days on and off I was like "Uh oh but the rest was so fun and so beautiful (laughs) <laughs> Although I almost started in a remake of Gilligan's Island because when we went shark diving, that boat was uh the weather started getting rough and that tiny ship was tossed. <laughs> As, and, you uh, know, if you don't have a professor or a movie star, you're just perfectly fine. You know. You well, I, I, well, I, well, I did ask when they were like, "Does anyone have any questions?" And they're going over the safety things. I was like, "Does anybody know how to make a radio out of coconut?" and yet he couldn't fix a hole in the boat (laughs) Uh, oh that show i love it but hawaii was was amazing i did not want to come home the jurassic valley tour was awesome that's so cool yeah so that was amazing hogwarts legacy has been released that's amazing James Gunn's DC slate looks fun. I'm. It's been a good two weeks for Anthony. Three weeks for Anthony. Okay. Well, two weeks because that first week before vacation when we were on hiatus sucked. <laughs> you saw that Congress is trying to pass laws to protect passengers on airlines who get whose plans get thwarted by airline tomfoolery. Are they going to give me six hours back in Hawaii? I'll take no, it. I think it's like thirteen hundred and fifty dollars each. Oh wow! I'll take it. I'll take it. If, if, if you're if you're delayed four hours or more. Oh my gosh! Oh man! But Tom, earlier this call, you mentioned Ben Shapiro, and Ben Shapiro has a connection to this movie, an inadvertent connection to this movie. So tonight we are covering the 2020 film Fat Man. We have scheduled it three times prior to this, and each time something happens <laughs> where we keep pushing it off. But it's finally here. So for those who don't know, Batman is a film that portrays an unorthodox slant on holiday traditions that follows a jaded, gritty Santa Claus who struggles with production issues, government interference, and now an embittered assassin sent by a vengeful, naughty kid. Before we get into casting credits, let's do histories of this film. So guests first, Jerry. So when this came out uh, and I heard Mel Gibson was going to be playing Santa, I was like, oh, cool. Because, you know, we had Kurt Russell Santa. So I was like, let's get all these 80s action stars as, you know, playing Santa. Um, 
and then I saw the movie and it was okay. And it's just, I think that what I, you know, I saw when it came out, I haven't seen it since. I did not want to watch it again for this show. I'm sorry. So I watched Violent Night again instead, uh, since I was supposed to be on that episode. And so I'm going to keep bringing it back to Violent Night, this whole thing. Uh, I'm going to compare and contrast the two. That's going to be my contributions. I, I um, did, real quick, Jerry, I've said it before. I was like, I should have put these two back to back because they would have been a good <laughs> to like cover back to they, back. They would have been, yeah. So I saw it. It was okay. It was nothing special. Um, it it was a dour, joyless, gray, just film with no magic. Violent Night was so much fun. It was literally the best Christmas thing that was new we got this year. Better than A Christmas Story, Christmas way better than Spirited, better than every, uh, The Guardians, because, I mean, I loved it, but come on, enough Mantis. I couldn't, I couldn't take too much. So it's like, it was the greatest thing we had, and it was so good because it knew exactly what it was, and it didn't try to be more. This tried to be way more than it, it was supposed to be. You know, it tried to be just that hard-nosed, gritty, just everything about it. They tried to keep it as down-to-earth as possible. They took out so much of the magic. Like, Violent Night was fun because we had Santa it, using his powers to, to fight, you know, all the, the bad guys. Here we had just a guy with guns. He was okay with guns. He doesn't even kill the bad guy. I mean, come on. Like, Did you happen to read, like, in your research, the blurb from the Variety review for this? Because I thought of you the minute I read it. They gave it a D, and they said, combining the crude spirit of Bad Santa with the grittiness of a Zack Snyder film. And I was like, oh, that's like the, per that's like the perfect... <laughs> that's, that's exactly oh. right. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's true. It's just, it was, oh, man. It was, yeah, it wasn't good. Um so that's my history with it. I, I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Julia, how about you? Um, so I watched this one the first time we were supposed to record and, um, I revisited it. So, today. Fi so five years ago. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I revisited it today in text only, which was by reading <laughs> movie spoiler rundowns to remind myself of the movie that's what apologies I do. <laughs> that does make me a poor co-host um i'm sorry um when i first saw it i there was so much like pre-watching hate that i had heard between tom and anthony that i went into it like not real sure what i was going to watch and i didn't hate it but i also didn't love it it was just kind of like a that was a movie and Mel Gibson just did that. Um, after though, watching exactly the feel. same premise done so much better with Violet Night, <laughs> I am left with a worse taste in my mouth, though it's not really valid because again, I did not rewatch it. I should have rewatched it and I did not. Um, so I think I'll, I can echo a lot of what Jerry said and what I suspect all of us will say, given how much we all enjoyed Violet Night, um, is that the things missing from that one, this one is what enhanced Violet Night as a mm -hmm. Christmas movie. Um, so that's my history. Um, I watched this piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> And I turned it off out of anger at how crap it really was. I had to finish it for this stupid podcast. <laughs> and then we didn't cover it. And I was overjoyed. 
And then Anthony scheduled it again. And God shined upon the podcast. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Uh, <laughs> and then Anthony decided to be a jerk and force this upon us again. <laughs> and unlike Julia and Jerry, who were much, much smarter than I was, I rewatched this movie yesterday. Mistake. And I hate myself. Welcome to the club. You hate your. <laughs> I'll send. I'll, I'll send you a Thomas the Worst shirt. I've already got one. <laughs> All right. Uh, my my history is similar to Jerry's. When this first when they first announced this, I was like, "Awesome, Mel Gibson mm-hmm. as Santa." Uh, I was like, "Out of the box choice before an action movie." Yeah, I can see it, especially as Mel Gibson got older and grew that beard. I was like, "I can see him as a tough Santa." Yeah, let's mm-hmm. see what this is. Um, so this came out in 2020 during kind of the peak of COVID. So they released mm-hmm. it simultaneously in theaters, if theaters were even open, and digital. And I watched it on digital, like upon its release, and I. I enjoy it as a movie not necessarily a movie i'm going to watch around christmas mm-hmm. i think it's a i think the premise is fine like i was like okay we've seen so much of the traditional santa takes uh this is an interesting way you know if i mean santa is real but if santa was less magical how would he be running his operations i was like oh okay that's an interesting angle i appreciate that um, and I still appreciate that, uh, but it's not. I and I like the film. I'll, I have watched it multiple times. I will not watch it around Christmas, though. It just lacks that Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. And yes, mm-hmm. violent, violent night is obviously better. But I also feel like they're different movies. Like concept, they're both trying to be tough Santa, but they have different plots. They're trying to do different things, and. Uh, yeah. This one's trying to kill all joy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, let, let's yeah. let's let's remember we have not yet met Mrs. Claus or the elves, which they say we're going to do in the sequel to Violent Night. Although we already saw the reindeer and the sleigh, so we know at least the North Pole will be magical. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, this one it 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 was tonally very disjoint. Like it tried to be just this like tough Western, you know, Clint Eastwood comes to town and, you know, just everything about it is very serious, but then they throw in elves who are actual elves and eat candy and, and are very efficient and all sorts of things like that. But Santa doesn't really, or they don't, first of all, they don't even call him Santa, but he doesn't even really do anything. Well, you that's know, something that just, confused me, Jerry. He just like, broods the whole time. And until we saw the elves, I was like, oh, I wonder if this movie's going to be ambiguous as to whether he's really Santa or not. Like, mm-hmm. you're kind of like a, you know, he's just a toy maker up in Canada or wherever this movie's set. Like, right. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the elves and the reindeer, and he kept eating the cookies. And I was like, no, okay, this is actually Santa. So, so interesting. Uh, and he doesn't even wear red till the end. Like, what's that about, guys? Come I, I would have preferred, I mean, like that's an easy thing to fix. That's an easy fix right there. We'll talk about we'll talk about it when we get to the climax when he's running around with a shotgun. But I would have much preferred a uh, weird owl, the night Santa went crazy adaptation. <laughs> I think. Or from Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, break out his, his AK 47s there. <laughs> the night the reindeer died. 
So <laughs> let's that run. okay. So that's what the costume reminded me of was what's it, Lee? What's his name? And Lee that. Majors. Yeah, Lee Majors. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they totally ripped the co- the the white costume off from Lee Majors. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. So let's run through the cast and credits here. Uh, Ashom Nelms and Ian Nelms uh, wrote and directed this. Um, They have done Small Town Crime, Waffle Street, Lost on Purpose, Squirrel Trap, Miss Arizona. Nothing I've actually seen. Mm -mm. Same. You're speaking gibberish now. (laughs) As we've all kind of mentioned in our history here, Mel Gibson plays Chris with a C-H, Kringle with a C-R, who is Santa Claus, even though he's not once referred to as Santa Claus in this movie. And his Mm -hmm. take on Santa is he's frustrated with the world turning into an unruly place. We've covered Mel Gibson on the show before. We've done Lethal Weapon. Um, Jerry, I'm curious. Is Lethal Weapon your favorite Mel Gibson? Yeah, I think so. It's real close between that one or, um, I, I mean, I know he he was in The Patriot, which uh, they were oh, showing like, all the I time on HBO. Movie. So I've seen it like 20 or 30 times. Um, I, so I really like that one. He has a smaller film with Goldie Hawn called Bird on a Wire that I always enjoyed. Oh, it was yeah. like a, an action yeah. comedy. Uh, that one was always one of my favorites. And then he started doing a bunch of other stuff that uh, I just never really quite got into. Um, I like his directorial debut on The Passion of the Christ, but there's a lot of also weird choices in there. So uh, See, sequels I, coming I, next year? So I think it would either be Lethal Weapon or probably Bird on a Wire for me. Hmm. And Tom and Julia yeah. remind me of your favorite Mel Gibson movies. Braveheart. You know, I watched it recently. Oh, what is Bra- how favorite? did I forget Braveheart? God, <laughs> the Patriot. The Patriot's mine. But I think I Bra- picked one of those last time, but Maverick is so good. Maverick, I, I just watched Maverick. it the other day again. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's another one they showed all the time on HBO. And I've, that's yeah. another, I've seen like 20 or 30 times. Yeah. I, I'm, I love Mel Gibson stuff. I haven't watched it yet. I need to, but he was in a film... What a girl wants, what a woman wants. <laughs> two, or, two or three years ago, it's an adaptation of a book called The Professor and the Madman, which is uh... one of my favorite books. It's by Simon Winchester. It's about the formation. It, it, it's a crazy story, but it's like a historical, I don't want to say fiction because it's not fiction, whatever they call those, you know, like usually they're romance stories anyway it's an historical book about the formation of the oxford english dictionary and it is an unbelievable book and i want to see the movie yeah so who's his counterpart in that movie because it was on my list of want to seize also i have no idea let me look it up it's either paul bellamy or it's like christian bale or it's some one of those actors i like even better it's sean penn there you go sean penn (laughs) oh my gosh could you imagine the onset discussions between those two (laughs) <laughs> oh, i'm gonna take a boat full of guns and i'm going down to a hurricane <laughs> um my favorite mel gibson not my favorite but he was in a movie back in 2011 um with jodie foster and anton uh what's his name uh yelchin and jennifer lawrence um called the beaver it was more of a psychological drama he oh, played I've like heard a, uh, yeah I re- yeah i never saw it but he, i think that like, was uh jodie foster's she directed it yeah. mm-hmm. yep 
Um, but he played like a depressed CEO and he had like an alternate personality that came out through this beaver puppet. It was actually pretty good. Like it was different from him. Like it wasn't the action stuff we're used to, but mm-hmm. he actually played it uh, really well. It's a very interesting film. Wasn't he in like huh. Forever Young or something? Remember that? Oh, one? I love that movie <laughs> from the early 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm crying thinking about it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's so <laughs> oh, good. It's such a good he was movie. in Signs. He was in Yeah, he was in Signs. I loved him yeah. in Signs. Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, though. I do too. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. <laughs> he was in that Man yeah. Without a Face. Yes, man he was. Face. Where, yeah, we're like, oh, of course. How have none of us mentioned Mad Max? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Classic. Classic. Good night. This guy's been in some good movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, he has. He really is a pretty darn amazing actor. Yeah, he is a great actor. I mean, for what they were going for, I think he nailed it here in this one. Yeah. Um, oh, conspiracy theory with Julia huh? Roberts. Oh, I love Remember conspiracy that theory. That movie. Yeah. That's a great good. movie. Yes, that is I a love great that movie. One. And Captain Picard's a bad guy. Oh, <gasps> that's right. It's like we literally all just discovered Mel Gibson. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I feel like we need to turn in our movie podcasting card because uh, we're geeking out over it, it, it's, it's like It's like we haven't talked about him twice on the show already and Lethal oh Weapon and Daddy's Home too. Stop it. Stop it. It's been two weeks where we haven't spoken and Jerry's with us. So like, give us all the passes. So we played this game. What is it? It's like some sort of, hold on. Uh, comment below. Have y'all played it? Uh-uh. Nope. It's like where there's a random photo of somebody and it's all like weird pictures. And then uh, you have to na- like, it's a, it's a meme of somebody. And then you have to put a comment below it. Like what there's what, like how would you would respond to their, what they would have said. And one of them was baby stop. <laughs> it's too hard when we're so far away. And so <laughs> they spell it out as baby stop and christine and i have been saying that to each other all the time and, and i felt like that was the appropriate response to our uh our rambling about mel gibson that was a long way to get to a response yeah let's cut that out but i think i think we should play comment below together online it's a fun game y'all should get it moving on marianne jean Baptiste plays ruth kringle Chris's loving wife. Uh, By our, far steals this show. Our Mrs. Yeah, Claus. Yeah, yeah she, she was fantastic. 100%. Yeah, love her. Uh, she is known for her role in Secrets and Lies, which earned her Academy Award nominations. Uh, she was in Without a Trace for seven years, Blind Spot, Homecoming. Um, she was in 28 Days. Yeah, she, she was. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, Robocop, the remake, Peter Rabbit, Master of None. I love that show. She was in a movie where she went after my people called The Murder of Crows. Oh, yeah. Oh. Is that the one with Cuba Gooding Jr.? It sure is. Okay, yeah. I like that one. Uh, she was also a recurring role in the show Broadchurch. She was in that. Oh, she yes. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I thought she was great. I did too. I loved her. She, she was a bright, embodied Mrs. Claus in a very gloomy movie. It's like she still kept that <laughs> optimism exactly. and cheer and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> she was the she was every bit of support that Santa would need. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And far more embodied. Which the makes Christmas me wonder spirit. who's uh who's gonna be Mrs. Claus for David Harbour. 
And Charlize Theron. I mean, that's a popular online choice. That's yeah. It's funny because ever since ever since Stranger Things, like I just can't not see him without Winona Ryder. You know, Winona like, Ryder. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I can't see her doing that. I can't thing. either. But like, they need to be together. <laughs> It'd be funny if Charlize Theron <laughs> did it. Like, since she was in a Mad Max movie too, Mel Gibson would continue yes, like the parallels between these two movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Walter Goggins plays Jonathan Miller, a.k.a. the Skinny, Skinny Man, man. Uh, who is our hitman and has a personal grudge against Chris for letting him down in his unhappy childhood. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mr. Scrooge in Violent Night. Like, uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, it's, uh-huh. you know, it's the same thing. He was in The Shield, Justified, Vice Principals, Righteous The Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. Uh, Predators, Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, Tomb Raider, Ant-Man and the Wasp. You want to know know my favorite Walton Goggins? Yeah, what is it? Shanghai Noon. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Shanghai Noon? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Gosh, I loved that movie. It was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the extended cut. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so good at playing a bad, smarmy guy. He's, He's like super typecast, unfortunately. Yeah. He really You know is. what? He strikes me as somebody who just embrace it. Yeah, oh, he like, does. Yeah. He knows what he's about. <laughs> he was the voice in uh Ellie's favorite movie, Spirit Untamed. Oh, okay. Okay. He did voice He was acting. also he was also Pierce's lawyer in Community. So when Chevy Chase died, oh, he was the he... one that was executed his will. <laughs> looks like a lawyer. Eric Wolf plays Elf Seven. That's all he's referred to as. He is Chris's foreman in the workshop. Um, he's more of a theater actor, playwright, puppeteer, magician from Toronto. Uh, you know, he played Dem- Timon in Disney's Lion- The Lion King on stage. He was in The Little Shop of Horrors on stage. <laughs> um Film and TV wise, he was in Defiance, Murdoch Mysteries, Haven, Doc, uh, Survival of the Dead, not George Romero's best zombie film. Yeah, he is our elf, <laughs> the head elf. I think we should go before we go to the, anybody else. We really need to hit Billy, right? Billy is oh. our child actor. Uh, very good at playing entitled rat. And he is also our link to Ben Shapiro. He is so uh, Chance Hurtsfield plays Billy. And he was cast by the filmmakers because, quote, he resembled conservative podcaster Ben Shapiro, who serves as a model for a scorned weird child. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's Tom's favorite fact we've had in a while. Oh, man. These films. So this kid, he has actually been in a Hallmark Christmas movie with one of our leading ladies, Alicia Witt. Uh the Christmas hey. list. So we may he may pop up again. Christmas list. That sounds familiar. Um he's done a lot of like uh voice work. So he's done a voice in Paw Patrol. He was in the movie Good Boys. Did I ever tell y'all that we wouldn't let Ellie watch Paw Patrol? Uh-uh. No. I hated it that much that it was banned from our house. <laughs> <laughs> like Caillou. Oof. Caillou's not good. I yeah. have never seen an episode of Caillou. I just know his reputation. 
You're lucky. Yeah, my yeah. my oldest watched a little bit of it and it was miserable. And it was <sighs> always like when she would get up at like five in the morning and like come to our bed, she'd climb in bed with us and like, you know, we were still half asleep. So we'd just turn on the TV and start changing channels and then she'd here and so we'd stop it which is our fault i mean it's totally my fault but like <laughs> then you know you'd start to listen to it and you're like oh what am i listening to i want to go back to sleep and it was just awful <laughs> <laughs> i have like ptsd from caillou <laughs> haunted your early waking hours I know. it's rough no. <laughs> he is also the new are you afraid of the dark series so that's interesting I hated this kid, like hated him. <laughs> he did his part well, uh, because he I did. don't think we were supposed to have any sympathy for this kid. Right, right. No. Robert Boxdale plays Captain Jacobs, the commander of the U.S. Army, who is assigned to Chris's workshop and is his liaison to the U.S. government. He's in a ton of like voice cartoon work, is what I noticed. Oh, like what? So, like, he was uh, in that 1988 RoboCop. Uh, he was played a bunch of roles in Teddy Ruxpin, Dennis the Menace, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Babar, um, X-Men. He also was in that, uh, do you remember that vampire? It was like a crime procedural uh, Forever Night from, like, the... Vietnam. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, actually don't remember familiar. that. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a cop, but he's a vampire. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so there's like a bunch of that Ultra Force, like all these random cartoons that I remember watching, but <laughs> I didn't recognize his face, that's for sure. <laughs> his voice did sound familiar. But... He was in an episode of The Newsroom, and I love that show. He was in Anna Green Gables, A New Beginning. He was in a Christmas movie called A Christmas Wedding. A 2006 Lifetime movie, so we may run into him again at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, he was Pip the Troll in Silver Surfer, the animated series, for our Marvel fans out there. I think his character description sums up a lot of this movie. It's a weird character. I mean, he's not a weird character. I guess, again, it's just an interesting... And it's a movie. This is the realistic, it says, quote, Jerry, gritty take on the Santa Claus legend. I think I've said before this podcast made a joke that if you know I'll put a warning at the beginning of this episode, but that if Santa existed, like the US government and other governments would be like, yo, that guy can see everything and knows everything, like we're gonna use it for ourselves. <laughs> so like I always thought there was something there, like a story there, but it's not the story like production management, like that's not the story I thought. <laughs> it's... A bit more interesting, like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like the bad guys from Scrooge invaded from a violent night invaded the North Pole for his powers or something. <laughs> you know, like that's a movie. But well, that's, I, that's the other thing. There was no like no catchphrases, no nothing. It really was just like dry. Just mm -hmm. let's take this as serious as possible. And I think that's why it fails. Because, yeah, as an action movie, it's, you know, it's got everything you need. And if I think about it in terms of like, Okay, this is uh, like in uh, a Sergio Leone movie, you know, like one of those uh, Westerns, then I, I can kind of enjoy it. But it just it was so just uh, it was a bummer. You know, his, <laughs> his the season to get even was the tagline. 
You should put that in a movie. Give give Santa a funny catchphrase when he's being hunted down and he's like, Tis a season to get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of those, you know, time for seasons beatings, you know. Santa's Santa gonna eat, come into town. Santa's <laughs> gonna eat through these guys like like a bunch of cookies. I mean, just you know, we got like some cool, just ridiculous things. It knew it was like a, a dumb B movie and it had fun with it. And this one was just complete opposite, and it was hard to sit through. The only other that's our cast. Uh the Mondo Boys did a did the music for this uh film. I meant to mention that. Let's dive into the plot. So Chris and his wife, Ruth, they operate a toy shop. They're Santa and Mrs. Claus. Their toy okay, shop wait, is hold on. before we go on, we I gotta that? know. <laughs> before we go on, uh, so when you heard the name Ruth, what did that seem like a Mrs. Claus type name to you? I'm just curious. I, I associate whenever I think of Mrs. Claus, I think of Jessica because of Red Me too. Yeah. Or I yeah. think of something huh. like Christmassy, like it should be or Mary like or Holly, Holly or, or something. Noel yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Ru- so Ruth doesn't immediately scream Mrs. Claus to me, but at the same time, it's an older name. So whatever. If she's been around, I don't know. I mean it's a good <laughs> biblical name. It's just not what I associate with like do you Mrs. do you Claus, associate you know? Have you ever, in any point of your life, even when you were like five years old and heard the name Chris Kringle, did you ever spell it C H R I S? No, definitely not. <laughs> it's always with the K. Oh, I don't like K for C's. Normally, I like I would never hear the name Chris and think K, except when it's Santa Claus. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they operate. They, they're Santa and Mrs. Claus. They're North. They're they don't live at the North Pole. They live in Alaska. That's where their base of operations is. Like this is this old farmhouse, and they have like this underground workshop. It looks very it's, it looks very military, and uh, I guess they get government subsidies. To run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was, that was like the funniest. So thing. bizarre. And it's the whole time Santa's complaining about like his paycheck is, is getting less each time. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and, and just, they're just few. What, what was... happened to the giving? And it's because <laughs> essentially, essentially, the reasoning is they subsidize his business because Christmas is a major economic stimulus in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. <laughs> but, but as I get. For some reason, even though kids are becoming more, because kids are becoming more vicious, Christmas is becoming less of a big deal, which I would say it's the opposite nowadays. Vicious kids demand more, but whatever. But because of that, you know, their income is declining, which makes the government, you know, the government's pulling back money. And yeah, so Christmas business is failing because it's a business. It is not a giving out of the generosity of his heart he's doing this for the business or so mm-hmm. it seems at least he is nowadays we don't there are tiny hints in there that that's not how it always was yeah that was already kind of like a big strike one for me like no <laughs> santa's like literally you know he embodies giving and, and helping and like what is this it's just ugh. so so chris is depressed he you know goes to the local bar drinks Flirts at the barkeep a bit, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but we don't know how much of that was in the script and how much of that was just Mel Gibson being Mel Gibson. <laughs> accurate, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> um, 
he doesn't know how they're going to stay afloat, though. So the U.S. has a proposal for them, which is the funniest thing in my mind. It, it's funny in the sense that it's just ridiculous because you've never seen a Santa story like this. So the U.S. government comes to them. This uh, Captain Jacobs comes to them. It's like, hey, we'll give you guys more money if you sign this two-month con- contract to build jet parts, fighter jet parts <laughs> instead of toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, pretty ridiculous <laughs> and i liked it when he stopped the woman from having an affair yeah that was, was at the bar cool. yeah i like that too mm-hmm. that was a very santa thing yeah i also liked it when his rain i liked it when his reindeer excremented all over the lady at the top of the bar <laughs> oh yeah that's like a it's funny because there really are a lot of parallels so like Yep. They both start off with Santa drinking, being very disillusioned with children. Both of them have reindeer doing their biz some places. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's just that's very in, in, in fairness, they're reindeer flying for 24 hours. They have to do their business somewhere. <laughs> or 36. But they're magical on. and they fly. Yeah. <laughs> Can they not do their business? <laughs> like, I mean, they're, they're like, why are these aspects of reality ha- like gone before we left. and we have to? But like, <laughs> they're, they're fully animals, accept they're that they fly. Like, they can't, they can't, you know. Anyway, Chris doesn't <laughs> eventually initially turn down the contract until they sweeten the pot a bit, and they're like, "Well, no, they threaten him first. Like next year, you're going to get even Dude, less money. Please, please don't ever say sweeten the pot, please." <laughs> <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> they they threaten him. The next year you're gonna get even less money unless you do this. Right. Yeah. And Ruth is basically like, you know, this is, you know, this is a necessary evil. You know, to continue doing what you do, what you like doing. Let's just do this for two months. And Chris accepts the offer, and they turn his workshop into a military base, essentially. <laughs> essentially um so all this going is going on there's a another plot with our kid billy so why doesn't someone talk about that talk tell us about billy and what's going on in his life um billy is celebrating christmas at his grandma's house and rich grandma very rich old money Mm -hmm. and all of the he's with his whole family and all of these criminals led by john liguizamo come and take over Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry i was going back to the better movie again yeah we slip in and out (laughs) this brat is with his grandma and he's obviously entitled and he's like a check forger right he's a check forger and he threatens a kid for what winning the science project doesn't just threaten Uh he has the skinny guy kidnap her hook her up is I mean, he lost the science fair project because he's not that good. And he's convinced this girl cheated because nobody could beat him. And so he forces her <laughs> to admit she cheated so he can get the get the prize. Uh, none of this is believable. This is just stupid. This is just really, really stupid. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. Everything to do with this kid is just dumb. I mean, he money. seems like the kind of kid that would this. poison his grandma. Money equals power. Yeah, he is. But he gets a lump of coal from Santa, which is essentially our inciting incident, because he thinks he's deserving of way more. So he falls to his knees and yells, fat man, at the top of his lungs. Okay, so which kid did you hate hate more, Tom? Did you uh, 
this kid or the son the you know the the youtube tiktok star from violent night this kid mm. because he's yeah. murderous it's true well and he's pretty, awful it's pretty darn obnoxious too <laughs> just kidding yeah this kid was totally worse <laughs> so after he gets still not as bad as anthony i mean that's a given that's a given <laughs> i take pride in that i'll take that as a compliment thank you um, <laughs> so after he gets a lump of coal what does he do julia oh i'm absolutely not the person you can ask this as i did not watch it freshly when he, he hires i mean kid. other than hires a hit the... on santa yeah i don't know how much more detail you want this kid's yeah so he's he's both awful in character okay but he also is like so awful that you don't believe it and it makes it just like unenjoyable to watch in general for me right when somebody overacts so much mm. you're just like okay we get it you're awful like really you know what i mean mm -hmm. when the violent night kid was awful but also maybe not as one note and i like that they flipped him a little bit towards the end so mm -hmm. slight difference but this kid and fat man hires a hit on santa claus because he's super salty about find a hit man it's like especially knows a guy the dark knows web. A guy. yeah like and so he wants santa pages. dead for getting coal in a stocking and the hit man the skinny man as he's called uh mm -hmm. he has his own grudge against santa from childhood because he didn't get a toy he wants so he uh he gladly really is, is that why he is goes around he buying all the gifts made by Santa, made from Santa's. Because doesn't later on he say some? Uh, Santa tells him, uh, "Like I couldn't bring even I have my limits. I couldn't bring your parents back." Well, okay, so there's that. I don't even. No. know. I assumed it was a toy thing, but yeah, you're right because he does not t whip out a uh, teddy bear or a, he doesn't do the Professor Hinkle thing where he promises him a new hat if he goes home. Mm -hmm. and... <laughs> writes i'm sorry a thousand times on a piece of paper a <laughs> <laughs> hundred bazillion or something <laughs> uh so skinny man accepts the assignment <laughs> and he sets off on a killing spree trying to find out where this north pole is where it's not the north pole they're in alaska he's trying to find out where chris's workshop is mm -hmm. and he eventually coerces a postal service employee how does he how does he do that again? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, he, At the he, post office? Yeah. yeah. He just threatens him. Just threatens him. Uh, with... Yeah, he puts a gun to the guy's head and tells him he's made his last delivery and forces him to tell where the letters go. See, and that's why I, I thought it was much more intimidating when he cracked the guy's knuckles with the uh, nutcracker. And so it's like, how do you... I don't know. It just that seemed more Christmassy to me. It's like, come on, throw in some Christmas elements here, guys. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. Ah, so joyless. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so Chris figures out the location of the like workshop and goes up there, and uh, he infiltrates a farm, and an elf raises the alarm, and this is like, oh, can't be, <laughs> can't be secret about this now. So he single-handedly kills off like all the U.S. military up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like no problem. And then <laughs> and he blows up the workshop, and he gets his. But he's doing it in the Lee Major suit that he finds. 
<laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, doesn't uh, he buy that? He buys that specifically because it's white. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Um, this, of course, Chris, Santa, he, him, and this guy end up getting to stand off. He tries reasoning with him first, saying, "Stop your, stop mm-hmm. this." Um. And you think he gets the upper hand for a minute, but Skinny Man has a hidden blade and shoots Chris dead. Mm-hmm. He shivs him. And we get our bad A Mrs. Claus, again, the highlight of the film, who is the one who defeats Skinny Man here. Yep. Which which I appreciate. And then, similar to Violent Night, as Santa is lying dead on the ground or near death, uh, instead of the family this time, it's Santa's family. It's Mrs. Claus and the elves are weeping over Chris, and he comes back to life from his injuries. I think part of the reason why this one struck a chord for me was because, you know, we're from the 80s. A lot of the 80s action films, there's tons of bad guys, and the good guy goes in and takes them all out. And so we yeah. see that in Violent Night. You know, Santa grabs the sledgehammer, and he just starts tearing through them, you know, in that shack and like he kills a guy with a, a Christmas star, like all sorts of fun stuff, but it's, uh, you know, it's terrible stuff, but you know what I mean? And like, he's the hero going in, he's defeating all these guys. And this was reversed where the bad guy goes in and kills all these good guys. And it was just very unsatisfying. Like the eighties kid in me was like, no, what are you doing? Just flip it. Uh, yeah. I think that's what they felt were unnecessary. Though. Yeah. And I get that. I- that might have been what they were going for, but it just it didn't feel like right. they did not set out to make like despite the, all the and so comparisons. It was, and so it was unsatisfactory. You despite know what I mean? all the comparisons, they did not set out to make the same type of movie Violent mm-hmm. Night did. Right. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Jerry. It's not you can't follow a movie where the bad guy's winning. Yeah, yeah. You just ugh. there are tons of movies where the bad guys win. But not like this, not against Santa. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess Santa. Yeah, I mean he kills the <laughs> he kills the hero, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> he does crazy. kill the hero. He does. And, and then we finally out. we finally get some Christmas magic where he comes back, but he comes back. And it's like missing the whole time. Oh, it's awful. They managed to backtrack the hitman to who hired him, which is obviously Billy the Kid. And Santa and Mrs. Claus show up at Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Cowboy. The kid named Billy. (laughs) Um, they show up at his house and Santa's. Okay, Young Guns. Never mind. All right, I'm I'm officially too old. Too old for the podcast now. (laughs) Santa's finally wearing his Santa outfit: the red jacket with the fur trim. Uh, He's missing an eye from the, his battle and he threatens billy he says he will come back if he doesn't change his ways and stop poisoning grandma and forging checks and this was like i think um like filmically like uh cinematically i think was my favorite moment just because of how it was lit mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. it's like at an angle this is all in shadow so you can't see his eye until of course the very end when he gets closer and then you can see of course he's now missing his eye uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it's funny he drinks some milk and detects the poison and that's when he's like you know mm-hmm. he threatens him th- threatens him to stop threatens Billy and says stop poisoning grandma and he says 
I've become too lax dealing with kids like you. And for now on, I'm going to come for the vicious children. So, so now he's like <laughs> Santa, Santa Krampus or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been a real, that, see, that would have been a lot cooler tie-in as if Santa would have had an anti-hero that he introduced at this point. Mm-hmm. Krampus like comes Santa, out of the shadows, meet my boss. Santa gets to be the cool guy and another dude comes and beats the crap out of the kid. Uh, that yep. would have been cool, but this movie was too, mm-hmm. again, to quote Jerry, like, gritty. Like, they tried to be too real. They could never have introduced Krampus in and, this and I, think I, could see, I could see Krampus showing up in a sequel to Violent Night eventually because they kept that magic. Right. Yeah, I could right. see that. But how much more satisfying was it when Santa himself actually defeated Scrooge, you know, and using magic of all things. And here it was just a bunch <sighs> of gunfights. That it's it just wasn't very grandma did kill the last one though who killed Santa. Well, she did, true. But but yeah, there was no there was was a long protracted fight that was very reminiscent of Mel Gibson's earlier long protracted fight with Mr. Joshua and Lethal Weapon. You know, it's like you've invested into these characters, you want to see them really go at it, and it's just like a few shots here and there and then he like hits him with his piece of wood and then he gets stabbed in the back it's just shouldn't santa have been dead immediately if he took out the whole u.s army as quick as he did shouldn't he have had no problem (laughs) with Bill gibson santa but but that that made me laugh in violent night too santa takes out all these guys with ease and then he gets one-on-one with mr scrooge and all of a sudden like (laughs) well and he was winning he only lost because he slipped on the ice yeah Mm. but but i but i meant not in terms of that he was winning, he was winning, but in terms of how protracted that one-on-one fight was when he literally dispatched everyone, like whole. Well, you know, Mister Scrooge. Is but Mr. it has Scrooge. to be. Yeah, it's the. Final I'm just boss. saying the the logic <laughs> in these gay- movies <laughs> make me life laugh. bar is always yeah. Ready, you know, <laughs> it, the logic in all these yeah. movies, like not just these two movies, like it's like in Halloween how easy Michael kills groups of people, then he's one on one with Laurie, and all of a sudden he can't put up a fight. But <laughs> oh, speaking of which, when uh, doesn't he say something like Christmas dies tonight? Christmas dies tonight, they're <laughs> just totally a riff on and Halloween. I was thinking, that, yeah, it's like, wait a minute, yep. I've heard this. Um, so the movie ends with Chris and Ruth and the elves rebuilding the workshop bigger and better. And Chris has his happiness and confidence back, he's eating cookies, he has a vision for the future again. At the end, that's the movie. Um, did yeah, I mention I did. that I hated this movie? <laughs> you mentioned it a few times, but why are you telling okay, us just again? making sure? <laughs> well, what was weird too? Okay, they couldn't put Santa in his outfit to the end, but the elves were dressed as elves the whole time. It's a weird. Were, like... yeah, it was. It was <laughs> yeah. Again, with the just <laughs> just very discordant themes and tones going on here. I I did oh, find darkness, I did find the darkness when the military cut their bells off of their shoes <laughs> i did i did fi- but i did find those scenes funny like where the elves and the military are sharing the lunch tables together oh yeah yeah like those made me laugh just a contrast of like the two of them he's but... like didn't you need your four basic food groups or something and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like there were those little moments like the elves just eating like junk food for example like okay they are <laughs> going they are doing some like traditional stuff here like mel gibson they did keep having him eat cookies and stuff but like they just they didn't obviously they didn't go far enough this is a very again gritty right. real take but they 
were very obvious. Like they didn't, they were not unsubtle. Like this is Santa. It's not a guy named Chris. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it was weird. It's like they try to have their cake and eat it too. Let's put it right. Way. Right. Yeah. And, and, and like that's why elves? I think it doesn't succeed. That's why, that's why it <laughs> doesn't work as well. I think. Um, but yeah, that is the movie, and I yeah I don't know I I would say even though I enjoy the movie again, like I said earlier, it's not a good Christmas movie because there's it is joyless. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think as a movie, it's fine, but like if you didn't tell me, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. Not only is there not a Linus moment, there is an anti-Linus moment. There's 100% a Linus moment. Santa gets his joy back at the end. No, he threatens children. But he, re- <laughs> he renewed his sense in his mission. Apart from threatening the children. Uh, I'm going to say but... that is not a, that is an anti-Linus moment for Santa. And like Santa shouldn't need a Linus moment. We've said that numerous times. Right. I think he needs an anti-Linus moment even less. I think I agree with that. But then the other thing is like it wasn't even a fun action movie because like a lot of in, in a lot of action movies you're that's like where I was, what's your what's going. your favorite, you know, and I hate to sound as macabre, but like what's your favorite kill? What's your favorite, yeah. you know, fight? And it's not macabre. Like when you look at Violent Night, like I cheered out loud when he literally defeated Mr. Scrooge by pulling him up the that. chimney and he exploded because yeah. he that, didn't have that magic. That was I was awesome. like, that's like yeah. I'm a yeah. guy who watches like 20 new horror films a year, and that's the best kill I've seen on the screen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it came from Santa Claus. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. But you but know, he... it's like like there you could, or like in Commando, you you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he has those just he's stuck in a, sh- a tool shed, and so he just finds whatever he can, and, and he has like the the saw blades, and he like throws the saw blades like shooting stars, and he gets the guys that way. You know, <laughs> you can you can pick your favorite. Uh, death. death scenes or or fight scenes in like a good action movie, and here you couldn't because it was literally just Walton Goggins going around just sniping people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, yeah. That, and that's what's, first oh, of all, man. it's not a Chris. I will argue. I will argue you on the line at the moment. I think there's a very weak one, but it's not a Christmas movie. It doesn't take place at Christmas. It's right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. It's still the Christmas season. Well, yeah, but it's after <laughs> Santa made his delivery. Usually, we're in the build-up to Christmas Day itself in the Santa movies, That's and this true. was not. It's not a. Mm-hmm. It's not a Christmas movie. They they didn't. Was there even a tree in Santa's house? No, I didn't see any no, Christmas. For that. Yeah, I didn't there was either. some Christmas at Billy's house. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. But again, ancillary background decoration. Like Christmas was not focus of this movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so again it's a movie I, set at christmas tide movie set post christmas but yes during the that's christmas tide christmas tide yeah. oh i thought you said christmas time apology no christmas tide speak you want, with your greeny you microphone. want you want your christmas <laughs> to be celebrated during advent <laughs> they got christmas you. during Christmas tide, Rowan, red leather, yellow Rouds, leather. Ro- okay, <laughs> Never mind. but yeah, to your point, Jerry, like on the action side, yeah, you're right. Like most good action movies, you think of Die Hard. Like whether or not I know where you're falling the Christmas debate, that's not why I bring it up. I just bring it up like 
Yeah, you yeah. forget your favorite kill in that movie. Mm-hmm. Leave a weapon, your favorite kill in Violent Night. Um, this which, one, by the way, which one was yours in Violent Night? Yeah, either the star or the chimney. <laughs> star was great. I like when the star power <laughs> when the star power turned on. <laughs> so good. Although oh, I think man. I related to him the most when he put the grenade down the guy's pants and ran, went to run away, and he's like, "What am I doing? I've got to watch. Like you've got yeah. to have that point." <laughs> yes, exactly. So good. And you know, and here we just get we just get the the gun, just you know, yes, just you're right, shooting people. It was it was kind of a bummer, uh, yeah. Just in in the action movie regard as well, and so you know, it's fine. I'm with Julia. It was it's a movie. It was it was there. Mel Gibson did it. But that's kind of like where I land on it, you know. And I liked his beard and his mustache. I did like his beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like in the end, when he's in Santa Regalia, I like I like that look. I thought that was a good look for Mel Gibson. If Mel Gibson were Santa, like that look, like t- mm-hmm. kind of tougher looking Santa, you mm-hmm. know. And it was mm-hmm. very similar to the more modern Santas we've gotten. Like it was reminiscent of mm-hmm. like Kurt Russell. For Kurt example. Russell, yeah. and, and now J.K. Simmons. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I did like the look. I, I like just... this better looking, like hipper Santa look. I like the traditional. I, I, although that was my favorite. I, you know, I'm not a fan of the Christmas Chronicles. One of my favorite part was how insulted uh, he was by his portrayal on like Coke ads and things like that. Like just that <laughs> old guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I, as an action movie, again, like you said, Jerry, it's not the best action movie. It's not a Christmas movie. But right. yet. There, I liked they tried to do something different. Like I said, I always thought if Santa existed, people would be after him for his powers, though, not to subsidize his workshop. <laughs> I mean, you I did talk about we, parts. <laughs> we do have documentation, like, or we do have it documented that you did talk about this before this movie came out yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. So. I think there there is a way to do a movie like this, like where people are after Santa for his powers, like if he existed, mm-hmm. and make it entertaining, like people in the North Pole and Santa has to take him out type thing. That would mm-hmm. be cool. But, Psycho uh, sees Santa's workshop. Like there's a way to do a story like this without it being so crappy. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> um, stupid. I mean, even the. Okay, so like even the awfulness that were, uh, you know, the the mom and and the the daughters and all that stuff that we get in Violent Night, even they're awful, you know, they were just terrible, despicable human beings. But like, even they were more entertaining. At least they were entertaining, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I'll give full credit to um, the character of Ruth in this movie. She was. She was a bright spot. spot. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. Miss, again Mrs. Claus in a movie where they tried to. Sh- shy away from mm-hmm. what makes these characters these characters right yep. so. right agreed yeah yeah not part of my christmas canon but part of my movie canon not one i'll watch every year but i'll definitely put it on every now and then i don't i do that. have a question and yeah. hopefully anthony you're going to send this to me um this little section here yeah. uh, if, okay um so <laughs> i'm about to do a mini episode on recasting violent night uh, with 80s actors, who do you think should have been Santa? Like, who would have played him back oh. in the 80s? In the 80s, and I don't yeah. want to say him because he's already played Santa now, but Kurt Russell would have been great in the 80s. Mm-hmm. 
What about you, Tom? Uh, Harrison Ford. Ooh, I like that. What do you think, Julia? <laughs> I, I mean, like can I say Patrick you. Swayze? Like oh, Roadhouse Patrick Swayze? Swayze? All the Swayze, yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have heard Harrison Ford talk about the movie now after probably doing it in the 80s. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. What are you, oh, what were you thinking when you did this? I don't know. I read the script and I did what the script told me to do. <laughs> <laughs> He's so awesome. He's so what did, what did, what, what did you like how they incorporated Santa mythology into the movie and traditions? I had no idea what the f, f the director was talking about. Oh when he was walking, <laughs> I, I love ta- I love hearing him yeah. talk about Star Wars and people asking about the Force and the mythology. And he's like, he's I have like... no clue what you're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> as charismatic as he is, like on screen, he's equally he as is... wooden off screen. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Oh, excellent choices. I was thinking Brian Dennehy. Ooh, like Brian Dennehy. I, I could see that. I would love to see a reality where 80s Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger played the Santa. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels like that's coming up, right? I mean, we got Mel Gibson. We got Kurt Russell. Uh, it feels like that's where it's leading, right? <laughs> Instead of Lord King Cus, we'll, we'll have... Uh... <laughs> De-, De Niro from the late seventies, early. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that would have to be a violent Santa. Say hello <laughs> to my little friends. Oh, you know. <laughs> the elves get it. Elves come out with guns. Say hello to my little friends. Uh, that's not De Niro. I know it's not. Oh, okay, okay. Just making no, sure. Just, just making sure. Of, you know, no, I was just thinking of. You other, don't want this uh, toy, Scarface. You don't want this toy? I made this toy for you. What are you saying? You don't want this toy? (laughs) I still think it's so funny. Oh, man. Or we could just have a series. Al Al Pacino. I'm having more fun with the idea of a series of Italian Santas that we could pull out. (laughs) No, let me get this straight. You come to me on this, the day of the birth of my savior. uh... And you ask me for the presents? About Tom Cruise as Santa back in the when he was at the I mean the guy's still doing all the crazy action movies. Still is. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. doing all his stunts. Getting more insane with those stunts. Mm-hmm. Oh, like this guy does not want a normal death. He does not want to die naturally. He wants to die like <laughs> filming the movie. If you gotta go, go with the smile. <laughs> I mean congratulations to him for his com- oh man jack you nicholson, can't handle 80s, the cold 80s jack nicholson as santa oh man that's crazy <laughs> santa tell me the truth am i naughty or nice the truth you can't handle the truth <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man but all right so tom hated it jerry and julia are just like it's a movie I liked it, but not as a Christmas movie or yeah. a Santa movie or even a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> Just a movie that I, I, there are worse movies to watch, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. scale of one to 10, Jerry guessed first. I'm giving Violent Night a nine and a half. <laughs> so, make sure you add that in when you, uh, when you do your, your tallies. So, uh, but for this movie, I'm, I'm going to give it like uh, two. Um, I'll come in at a two and a half. Oh, I'm going to go at a one. 
four. That's lower than I thought you'd give it. Well, it's I higher think than any, that, I, I, it's I, higher than it deserves. <laughs> I, I like it as a movie, Julia, about taking the Christmas thing. I would have rated it higher just as a yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that gives us a 2.5. 2.5 brings it just under Surviving Christmas and above Single All the Way. So we did get a few comments on Facebook regarding this movie. Mm-hmm. First of all, Jerry talked about how he can't wait to talk a brutal Santa with a <laughs> with an image of uh, David Harbour as Santa. <laughs> and our and our good friend Santa Claus himself, Max Spalding, wrote shameful, absolutely shameful, because he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't like uh violent Santas. He gets very protective of Santa's image as a Santa himself, which I get I get that, man. If you're donning that red coat, you get protective over it. So should uh, we does that just mean we need to provoke him to murderous rage? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Challenge accepted. <laughs> we, no, we, we gotta we gotta that. find another oh, violent crit. I wouldn't do that to him. <laughs> no, he, he's too nice a guy. But Matt, when they do inevitably adapt Weird, Weird Al, some nice Santa went crazy into something, because I am shocked they haven't done that yet, honestly. Uh we'll have you over <laughs> it. <laughs> Dwayne Bailey, our good friend Dwayne, wrote, surprisingly, I really like this film. Not as a Christmas movie, just a regular movie. There's not enough Christmas in it to be a Christmas movie. Agreed. Mel mm-hmm. is great as a grumpy old man. Agreed. Uh, the killer was just crazy enough to be effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Matt Yurick, our good friend Matt, wrote, it honestly wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be, but certainly isn't something I'll ever see to watch again. So I think, Tom, people temper their expectations based on three years of you, like, I hate this movie. <laughs> people temper that. <laughs> Well, you know, it seems to have only benefited the movie, so. That's true. Where can other listeners let us know uh, what they think of this movie, if they've seen it? Well, I think if we force anybody to watch it, I don't think they want to talk to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but if they did, they could go to linktree.com slash podcast. There, they will find easily accessible all of our links. They can join our Facebook group, which is Buku's of fun and you can talk to jerry as well as the elves there jerry is one of our more regular contributors you could join our facebook page our twitter follow us on twitter follow us on instagram and um go to our all but defunct reddit subreddit yeah that really died when we started our facebook group it did it did (laughs) If they want to get more out of the elves, where could they go, Anferny? Well, if they want to go steady with the elves, uh, they can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast or linktree. Yeah, it's on our linktree as well. Uh, for as little as a dollar per month, you can get full-length bonus episodes. As usual, January was a little break from the holidays, but content's going to be growing back and roaring back now um me tom and julia have an episode planned which we hopefully will record soon in which we will be recasting the adults in the harry potter franchise with talks of reboot swirling so that'll be fun and hopefully part of julia's vacation was spent doing that homework and thinking that over that's wishful (laughs) (laughs) just this past sunday super bowl sunday uh i dropped an episode on which in which me Matt Spaulding and our friend Chris Evans, not the Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, shut up. <laughs> uh, not the Chris Evans, that Chris Evans, as his uh, 
username on Twitter is, um, discussed the superb owl, an episode of what we do in the shadows in which the vampires are invited to a Super Bowl party next door, but they confuse <laughs> it for a superb owl party. Oh my gosh. I gotta watch that show. You do. It's, it's really funny. It's really funny. Um, and yeah, I'm sure Jerry always makes appearances throughout the year, so hopefully we get him back soon. I really want to talk to Jerry and Chuck about the new DC site. Chuck of Friday Night Faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we can get something scheduled soon for that. Sure. Uh, yeah, tons of stuff. And if you want to hear more of Jerry besides our main show and our Patreon feed, Jerry, tell the listeners a little bit about your show. Well, if they listen to you, then I'm I'm sure they've at least heard about my show uh, once or twice. But it's a <laughs> totally rad mm-hmm. Christmas, the podcast all about Christmas in the 80s. Uh, like Anthony likes to say, I stretched the definition of Christmas and the definition of 80s uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but these uh, all these lovely people have been on uh, various episodes. Tom's going to come back on to talk uh, Chuck E. Cheese very soon. Yeah, I am. Yep, I'm very I, excited about that one. I have never one. eaten at Chuck E. Cheese. <gasps> the tragic. That is the tr- tragic. <laughs> Um, but uh, yes, and then you'll hopefully hear all of these as well in the third Raddies, which I have to send you guys the logo that I've created. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's cryptic. Mm-hmm. Um, be fun. I'm still waiting, Jerry, to be invited on. I know you said maybe this year, just because it has that little Christmas scene at the end to talk to made for TV reunion movie rescue from gilligan's island where they finally oh yes get rescued. yeah we gotta do that yeah yep yep it's on the docket yep which mm-hmm. by the way i visited the port the minnow left from in hawaii which is pretty cool like, oh nice that's yeah. cool yeah that's cool was it a three-hour tour <laughs> i was wary of the three-hour tours <laughs> <laughs> you're like no i'm not doing any if it's a five-hour <laughs> tour that's fine if it's a two-hour tour i'll take it but three is just right out <laughs> no if i got stranded on a desert island in something like that i would be mr Hal without the money like asking other people to do everything else for me but not having the money to bribe them with. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious you guys <laughs> i don't want to know what you'd bribe them with it <laughs> uh, but yeah you can find me uh anywhere you get podcasts and uh, you can go to totallyradchristmas.com uh it's a way awesome website created by uh, Mr. Tom Crow right here. And it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And then, of course, you can find me Facebook and uh, Facebook and Instagram at Totally Rad Christmas, Twitter at uh, Rad Christmas, Facebook group Totally Rad Christmas Mall and Arcade, or I am Totally Rad Christmas at Mastodon.world. Yes, oh, Mastodon. you're a Mastodon. Mm-hmm. Tom, it's happening. I know. I love Mastodon. I feel like I a don't... lot of people. I feel like that's I already died off for the most part. I haven't like really done much with it yet, but it's getting there. I uh, it has not died off, Anthony. It has not. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you've heard Jerry a million times on this show and Patreon. Um, I'm sure, like he said, you listened to the podcast, his podcast. But if you haven't, check out Totally Rad Christmas because it is totally rad. Mm-hmm. Um, next week and for. A few weeks after, we are venturing away from movies to the land of TV. Uh, next week, we are covering the Netflix miniseries, Merry Happy Whatever. 
which Tom recommended a while ago. That was on our schedule a few times as well, but got pushed. Uh, and then the week after that, we're covering Dash and Lily, which I know Julia is excited about. I am. And then uh, we, some of my favorite episodes of the year are network TV episodes. We'll be talking Blackish, Ghosts, and Abbott Elementary. So. Ooh, Abbott Elementary. It's ridiculous. My wife and I crack up about how close it is to actual elementary teachers. It's that's what, that's spot what on. my spot on. Teacher it's friends. So good, system. isn't it? Yeah. And that and their Christmas episode was fantastic. All their episodes are fantastic. I've yet to have one I did not like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same I here. Mean, uh, plus, they have a very uh, attractive Italian. Well, she's from Philly, but she sounds like she's from New York. Uh, you said that <laughs> funny uh so yeah tons of fun stuff coming up i'm looking forward to diving into tv for a bit mm-hmm. um but yeah less fun we have 315 nope we have 7560 hours until christmas that's 315 days that's 45 weeks all right that's only 10 months doesn't sound so long when you phrase it like that. Kind of does. Yeah, ten months sounds long. Man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what? We're mid-February, right? It's already February thirteenth. Short month. We're nearly two months down, guys. Come on, look on the bright side of life. All right, you're so positive. I don't know what to do with this. I know, I know. right? Hawaii, I like, Hawaii, I like Hawaii, post vacation, Hawaii Anthony. Post vacation, Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's Hawaii it. agreed with me. They literally on the Jurassic Park, you know, UTV tour through the valley. It's like when you're on a cliff overlooking the ocean, you know, they had the tour guy like, you know, just take a moment, soak it in, like pretend you're, you have the energy bar like in video games and just like uh, rejuvenate yourself. So when you're back in the real world and you can come back to this moment. So speaking of, did you see uh, that video? And I'm sorry, I know we're trying to end, but did you see that video of it's, the fight from Lethal Weapon, it's you know, Mel Gibson, you know, Riggs versus Mr. Joshua, but they added like the health bars. On yes, the that video is amazing. <laughs> and at the end, they're like, finish him. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> so check it out. We'll, uh, Jerry, we'll post that on the Facebook group when this episode drops. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah, thank you for coming. Jerry, out, it was Jerry. so good to have you. Hopefully, it's not off. so long next time. Before we talk again, whether here or on your show. So, there you go. Uh, bye, y'all. Nighty night.